Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is our third season and this is our third episode. And I would like to take a minute to just say the guest that we have on today is such an inspiration for me personally. Um, I think she's a just a rock star and I think that everything that she's doing with her line and her background is truly phenomenal. Without further ado, I want to introduce to you guys Allison McNamara. She is the CEO and founder behind Mara Beauty. She has been featured in every big publication out there including Vogue, Allure, Glamour, um, you name it and she's been featured in it um, which is truly a feat so I'm so so excited to introduce Allison and let you guys hear a little bit about what went into making Mara what it is. Hi Allison, thank you so much for joining us. So excited to talk to you. Of course, well thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here and like you said, I am the founder of Mara, which is a clean, non-toxic line of algae-infused skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, we're obviously a clean beauty line, so really efficacious, clean formulas that make your skin feel glowy and hydrated and just really transform the skin and skin texture. So a little about me, um, I was a television host prior to launching Mara, so I had a decade of beauty and fashion experience. Um, I was a journalist, but also did a lot of on-camera work, so I was at a place called Pop Sugar, yeah. where I was um, host their digital content. And then um, that kind of parlayed itself into a television a television show. And then I ultimately went to Refinery29 and then decided that um, I didn't want to do YouTube videos forever. So I decided to follow my passion, which has always been beauty. I grew up with a family um, with my parents working in skincare. So it was always something that was like, um, you know, a dinner table conversation. We were always developing products yeah. and talking yeah. Things. Yeah. So it was something I've always really wanted to do. Um, and it's just a part of like who I am. So it was, it was the obvious next step for me. And so I'm so happy that I found my way to uh, Mara. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So you kind of grew up in this like, you know, environment of just encouraging entrepreneurship, right? I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, neither of my parents are entrepreneurs, but um, having my dad work so deeply in the beauty, skin and color cosmetics world, really yeah. like the, the normal dialogue. Like we spent weekends going to commercial shoots and we would talk about different products that he was helping develop. And so it was something that was just a part of our everyday life. And so, you know, the, the, the verbiage that you use with skincare was something I already was really well versed in different ingredients from, you know, salicylic acid to benzoyl peroxide. Like I knew about these ingredients. Yeah. I was in like fourth grade. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were always talking about skin and what the next big thing was. So, um, you know, getting to dream up Mara was really just a labor of fun love. Yeah. I mean, it, lo- it shows actually your, your skincare line from, you know, everything I've seen and just the homework I did. Um, I love everything about what you guys are, you know, what you're coming out with. I mean, I've never seen a line that's so focused on one algae focus mm-hmm. that you have. Can you talk about that? Like, what, what did you think of that? Like as a big ingredient? Of course. Yeah. So I have always loved, I grew up in Southern California um, with the ocean as my backyard, mm-hmm. which I now took realize I took for granted because I don't live next to the ocean anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but growing sad, up, sad face. You know, <laughs> so sad. Uh, but growing up, I grew up uh, in a place called Palos Verdes, and so I just loved. I knew the ocean was always this kind of fountain of youth, and it was that grounding source for me throughout my life. Whenever I was going through something that was challenging, or even celebrating something good, the ocean is kind of what always, you know, brought that grounding feeling to me. Yeah. And so I've always known about the powers of algae for skin. I think there's some amazing brands that have done it before me, like La Mer, uh, which I'm sure you know. Yes. Um, yeah. Alginist, but the idea was to do it in a really clean way. So when we started developing Mara in 2015, there wasn't really a, a brand that was really capitalizing on the efficacious algae ingredients that I wanted to use, but doing it in a really clean, non-toxic way. So mm -hmm. And doing it really in the oil space. So the idea for Mara came to me actually on a trip. I was in Istanbul, Turkey, and I like knew I was into algae because that was the products that I was always gravitating to. Um, but the idea for the name came from the Sea of Marmara over there. And I was like, oh. Mara. Yeah, Mara is the last four letters of my last name. And it yeah. also means That's sea. what I figured. I figured yeah. it was, you know. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks. But no, I actually did not come up with it because of my last name. Like I actually was somewhere else and it was the Sea of Marmara. And then Mara, like I said, last four letters of my last name. But also I am a citizen of Ireland and the United States. Oh, and wow. it pays homage to my Irish heritage because Mara means sea in Gaelic. So interesting like that's the, very interesting yeah and the story behind the brand like i think that's so important like the ideation and so the ideating process of mara all of that came together before we really selected you know what exact algae was going to be in there but the idea yeah. kind of all took shape at the same time which is why i think mara has such a nice cohesive story that is amazing that is like literally an amazing back you know backdrop really to yeah. i had no idea yeah. that's yeah and so you know, growing up around um, basically the source of, you know, the ingredient you're really focused that, that's amazing to me because I think, um, you know, this it hits a place for me because I'm of Indian background. So I see a lot of brands use mm -hmm. like, you know, something they've never really been around, ingredients they don't really know much about. So for you to use something that you grew up learning about, knowing about, that is so so amazing to me. So I really commend you on that. Thank you. I mean, there's some amazing Ayurvedic brands too that I'm sure pay homage to your Indian heritage. Yes. We, I love Ayurvedic ingredients. Like we use um, ashwagandha in an upcoming product, Teas, um, yeah. which I know you guys you, you guys love. So that's amazing. Yes. And there are a lot of, my friend has a really beautiful brand called Ranavat. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. But you should I have heard of it. Yes. But I've, I, I've, I've heard of it, but I haven't explored it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> she makes beautiful products. Wow, maybe I would love to. I would love to learn more about that. So I'm gonna yeah. look it up. But um, I okay. So my honestly, one of my biggest questions is that when you were making, you were coming up with this idea for Mara, and you know, you were thinking about your first product launch and what you really wanted to like come out with. What hole in the skincare space or like you know area were you? Did you think about that? Like I'm gonna try to fill this area because no one's doing this, and you know, like what what went through your mind with that? You know, to be totally honest, like when I first started doing this, I was at a crossroads in my career. I wasn't sure if I was going to continue doing television work. I wasn't sure if I was going to start blogging or doing more influencer work. And Mara really started as like a dream and a side, like a side hobby in a way. Um, yeah. Like I was going through the exercises of building the brand, but I wasn't sure if I was actually going to do it or if anyone would like it. So I didn't yeah. necessarily say like, I see this white space and I'm going to make this product. But through the ideation and formulation process, 
I had used so many different products already as a beauty editor before and just been around skincare for so long that I knew that when we got on this formula that it was unlike anything I had used before. And Mm -hmm. that itself, I think that there's always room. Like, yes, the, the beauty space is very saturated, but if you're passionate and you have a strong idea and a great formula, there's always room for more people. You know, there's well, that's why that's why I asked you. Right. Because it's like, you know, I think it's not about the saturation. It's more mm-hmm. of like you you're coming out with products that, you know, are working. Right. So it's Lord. like that's what really interests <laughs> me about you. Yeah, they work. And, you know, not only do I believe in them, but I see our customers believing in them. So. And I think for the universal face oil, there wasn't necessarily a white space. I think at the time, even then, the face oil market was saturated, you know? Yeah. And I did get that a lot of times when I was reaching out to retailers, like, oh, another face oil? But, oh, yeah. Yeah. but when they got ours in hand, they're like, oh, you use a totally different ingredient profile. You know, they're not looking for another argan oil or another marula oil. But, yeah, you know, yeah. ours, we use algae oil, which, you know, we use a, a proprietary blend of algae. And then we mix that with moringa, which is a really big ingredient from Africa. And mm-hmm. we were, I saw that it wasn't being used in the skincare space nearly as much as it should. Um, and especially not as an oil ingredient. So, I think the way that we build our ingredient portfolios are so interesting. And so that's what really caught a lot of buyers, you know, beauty buyers yeah. attention early on. And then of course, like the big skincare freaks were like, Oh my God, this uses like Baobab and Kalahari melon. That's like me. Yeah. Skincare freaks. No, but I mean, I mean, that's amazing. And I really actually want you to take a little tangent and tell me more about that ingredient, like your ingredient um, decks and like what really what went behind creating these products you know who went behind it really well me and then you know I do work with a professional formulation team but you know a lot of yeah. people ask me this like oh who comes up with the ideas and I truly yeah. approach um, all of our formulas like how I would approach writing a, a story for an outlet so I start with like the main body of it what's the active that's going to be in it is it going to be you know a hydrating product is it an active like a retinol product is it, you know, a vitamin C. So we start with the core and then I build out the story. We like clean synthetics with clean natural ingredients. And I like doing singular active formulas. So, you know, a lot of brands really love blends of actives, but that's just kind of not the Mara approach. So yeah. for our retinol oil example, um, you know, we started with 1.2% clean retinol, put it in an oil form, which was unusual, but really hydrating. And then added on four really dense natural sources of vitamin A to kind of supercharge the synthetics and then made sure the formula was really balanced. So it doesn't, you know, hurt the skin barrier. It's always hydrating. Um, We make sure that the ingredients have synergy. So I just do a ton of research, honestly. And I throw out like a ton of stuff to my lab and we kind of go back and forth on, on what we think would be the best fit and then we start formulating and then sometimes we get it quickly and sometimes we don't so yeah it just depends. it's a process yeah, yeah. 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 And deep in three new formulas right now and um i forget how like long the process is i'm so impatient i'm in Aries, <laughs> so i'm like oh wait this is so far off we gotta go we gotta start again you know yeah, and, and I'm sure you're a little bit of a perfectionist too, I'm guessing. Virgo <laughs> rising. I'm not sure if you're into astrology, but yes, I'm like the most anal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. Okay. So I'm yeah. Fan, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's amazing, though. That's really cool. And it's really cool that you have this uh, personal touch with every single thing that you come out with. I really love that because I know there are people that will start something and then they kind of give it over to the quote unquote experts. Mm-hmm. And I think they are losing in that situation personally, because you can sometimes, I think you're the main expert for what you're trying to create. 
you know, that's how I see it. So that's really cool that you're so involved in the whole process. Yeah. And I think um, that's what makes skincare brands so different though. Like the feel that I'm looking for is not the same feel that another brand is necessarily looking for. And so like, that's why my products will speak more to some people and not as much to others, you know? Yeah. So what was your target audience then? Did you have a target audience in mind when you launched tomorrow or did you just say, you know what, I'm just going to do this and see who buys it? Well, it was important to me that it works on all skin types and tones. So I wanted to make sure we were, you know, focusing on things that worked for acne prone skin types and sensitive skin types. Um, I wanted to make sure that all shade ranges were able, able to use our products. So, you know, with our retinol product, that actually won the Essence Award for this year. And I think that's powerful because I'm so fair. If you've seen how fair I am, <laughs> I'm yeah. see-through. So uh, <laughs> the fact that, you know, this product won the Essence Face Oil Award for, you know, black skin is amazing because that really just shows the power and the versatility of these products. Um, but that being said... That you know, is amazing. I, no, that's really amazing because I mean, I just want to pause for a second because I am o- always looking for products and especially in the skincare industry that work for melanated skin. You know, I come yeah. from the side, you know, of this scientific approach, right? So some of our earlier podcasts, I've, t- I've just ranted about, you know, well, does it work for everybody? So to hear that, I mean, truly congratulations, first of all, to Thank you. Thank you. Um, that is an amazing accomplishment. And also that you are, you have a product that literally anyone can pick up. That is huge. You know what I mean? I mean, I really don't think there are many products right now like that. There's, I have so many people ask me, Hey, what's good for, you know, like I'm South Asian. So what's good for South Asian skin? What's good for black? Mm -hmm. And I have no idea, you know, I can't give them, (laughs) you know, suggestions most of the time. So that's crazy. That's Thank you. Cool. Yeah, we're really excited about that. And of course, like with anything, one size fits all is hard. So we do test on like a myriad of skin types and tones and textures. Um, there's always going to be that one person who doesn't work for. If you've got like ultra sensitive skin, I would say maybe don't start with our retina oil. Start with our universal face oil, which really works on everyone. Um, mm-hmm. if you're looking for something, you know, with hyperpigmentation or dark spots or, you know, really kind of going aggressive on those wrinkles. Um, the retina oil, again, works on all skin types and tones. But if you're someone who's super sensitive, I would start out really slow, you know, like, but that's mm-hmm. how product should be. It's a balance. So um, what is like, you know, what, what was your, okay, so retinol, when I think of retinol, um, I think of dermatologists, I think yep. of, you know <laughs> what I mean? I think of a clinical setting, I think of, you know, I just don't see, for me, retinol is a very tricky, tricky ingredient. Um, in my mind. So how did you go about the process of formulating? I mean, did you get dermatologists involved or what was the science side of this? Other, you know, did you, what did you do with the science end of this? Yeah. Um, the retinol was actually the first product, which I actually want to send you when we get more in stock. We, we had a crazy month. Um, actually I'd say quarter because Chrissy Teigen, you know, teased our, tagged our product on Instagram and we basically sold everything. Um, yeah, which is amazing. Thank you, Chrissy. Yes. We love her. She's the best. But um, it's crazy because when you're, you know, when you use really exotic products, uh, exotic ingredients like ours, it takes a long time to get these custom made. So, you know, our, our retinol, to go back to your question, yeah. um, the retinol is really unique because I had been using retinol since I was uh, like in my teens. I had a pretty big scar on my face. And my dad had given me this 0.1% Neutrogena retinol product to use on my skin. And I'm not sure if you see what, if you've seen what I look like, but I'm, like I said, very 
very fair. And I used to have a face full of freckles, like Lindsay Lohan freckles all over my face. And yeah, I I was using this retinol product to to reduce the scar. And actually, in turn, I have no freckles anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I saw your pictures from recently. I don't have any freckles. Um, And so, you know, freckles, which I, nothing wrong with freckles. I actually love freckles, but freckles are sun damage. And so years of using this retinol product, um, and you're just using retinol in general, I noticed that my skin is has so much elasticity and has very minimal sun damage compared to what it used to be. And of course, the scar is completely gone. Um, I find that that's so interesting because for darker skin, the main problem that everybody complains about is hyperpigmentation, yep. which freckles are a form of, right? So yep. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Freckles are hyperpigmentation and yeah, they're just, yeah, they're the exact same thing in a way. So I wanted to create a product because like you said, people are scared of retinol. They, they think dermatologists, they think, oh my God, my skin's going to be so tight and peeling and all that stuff. So I wanted to really create a product that allowed people to get the amazing benefits of retinol without any of the dryness or peeling or the negative connotations that are normally associated with the retinol ingredient. So I think putting that in an oil was key. Finding the type of retinol that we use, which is BHT, BHA, and free of parabens. It's actually mm. utilized with a non-GMO soybean oil. I think that was really important. And then to answer your question about, you know, all of our products are dermatologist tested and we create it with a, te- a team of scientists. They're all doctors. So yeah, um, yeah that's important for us. We, we make sure that all of our stuff is balanced and we're not going to burn anyone's face off. And, you know, that's, <laughs> like, that's the important parts of skincare. Um, but I, we don't have like a dermatologist that works on team Mara, like in house, but our, our formulation team, everything is clinically tested and dermatologist tested. So that's awesome. That's really awesome because, and I asked that because I think right now there are a lot of brands that are just kind of relying on the chemists, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're relying on just a chemistry team. So I love to see that lines have, you know, a team that does include MDs on it, you know what I mean? And they really have a professional you know, take on what they're doing, because I think there's, I mean, that's really why I called this podcast skincare anarchy, because I think there's, a, you know, the regulation mm-hmm. side of it in terms of medicine, there's a huge, you know, for me, a controversy there. So that's really good to hear that you guys are doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have to. Well, EU, if you want to be a global brand too, which we are, you have to be EU compliant and e- the EU requires like actual tests that you need to get done, like the HRIPT test, which it's the human repeat patch test to make sure that you're testing it on an actual human being for X yeah. days to make sure it doesn't make the skin, you know, go crazy. Um, so there's that test and there's like a stability and a compatibility test um, and a water activity test. So all of those are also monitored by, you know, doctors too, depending on which test you do. So yeah, it's important to look for brands that are also EU compliant because they usually have taken the second and third necessary steps. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't know it worked like that. That's so basically when you, okay, so it sounds like you really knew what you were doing kind of coming into, you know, this whole realm of, you know, skincare, but then where, where were your hurdles? Um, where, what did you feel like you really weren't prepared for? Like you didn't know enough about um, when you were first launching the line or even now, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, I could like this, I could talk. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of things. So I have no business background, even though I've, you know, my dad knows business and he's kind of like my advisor and helps me in a way. Like when I have questions, like I do this all myself. So I don't have like a business degree. So I'm a professional writer, you know? So yeah. while the marketing copy and creating the formulations that comes very natural to me, like actually running a business has been a huge hurdle. So 
all the operations you know that go with Mara are challenging from ordering the components, making sure everything arrives on the right time, you know, um, supply chain management, making sure that we don't run out of products like we did this time. Like all that stuff is really hard because until you upgrade to a really fancy ERP system, which is a system for inventory management, it's really hard to have a business of the Mara size still on QuickBooks. And unfortunately we're still on QuickBooks. So the way I manage inventory is really through Google Docs and mental and, you know, knowing what's where, but now that we have, um, you know, upwards of seven, eight SKUs, it becomes harder to think like, okay, we've got 10,000 bottles on order of universal face oil. We've got 7,000 left at our facility. We're manufacturing that 7,000, you know, next week. So it's a lot of that is pretty, pretty challenging. You have to have a robust memory or a lot of cash to invest in a fancy system like NetSuite or Sin7. Um, so that's challenging. And then what else is challenging? I mean, all of the the IT realm is huge though. That's a great point that you bring up about IT because I can imagine, I mean, you know, the database side of things and hiring those teams. Yeah. That's, that's expensive stuff. Yeah. And I actually do it all myself. So I have one employee that works on Mara. And then of course I have contract, uh, you know, contract independent contractors and contract manufacturers that kind of do the manufacturing, the shipping, all of that stuff. But up until, like six months ago, we were shipping everything from our office, which is crazy to oh, think wow. about because we're in yeah. some pretty big retailers. So we would have to pack up like thousands of units and send it to them and then do, did all of our dot com too. So that part, all of those growing pains are hard. You know, you want to make sure that you have a ca- cash is king in this business and you have to pay for a lot of your products up front before they're even sold. So you have to make sure that you're managing your accounting correctly. So all those businessy things that I had never done before are still a huge, um, you know, growing pain for me. Yeah. And, you know, my, my co-host Raheen isn't here today, but I guess she would want to ask you more about the law side of it. Did you secure like sponsors or, or investors before you started your line or did you just kind of self-fund and see how it goes? Mara is a totally self and family funded business. So nothing beyond um, immediate family. That mm-hmm. eventually will change. We will do a round of, you know, we will pair with an investor at some point. We've had some intrigue already, but, you know, I want to take this as far as I can, because of course, whenever you give up that, you you obviously give up a percentage of the business, but you also, in a way, have someone else who is giving you feedback on what you're creating. And I want to get out the message that I'm trying to get out as clearly as I can before we bring on anyone else's vision into it. Yeah. That makes sense. That ma- and that's amazing, by the way. <laughs> Great work for fun, you know, self-funding. And yeah, that's a, that's a big feat. And so that's amazing. But one thing I would add on that, though, is I actually don't get pay myself out of the business yet. So that's something that I think is important. And I actually still work. I have two companies. I work for A. McNamara, Inc., which is my influencer content creation company um, that oh. does everything from, you know, when I do a I do a sponsored series with NARS or I'm the brand ambassador for Ollie or I am creating content or writing content for a brand. Um, All of that runs through A. McNamara Inc. So I actually work for that company, which gives me the flexibility to hire people and keep creating products without worrying about like my own livelihood. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my God. You're like, Kirk Cobain, kind of, of the skincare. Like, oh, God. You know, you know, he was, like, sleeping in a you know what I mean? Like, I don't overdose, though, you know? Because you didn't overdose. <laughs> Hopefully you don't overdose. <laughs> we love you. Please yeah, I, 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 I love us. Yeah. 
But um, no, that's amazing to hear, though. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So then you kind of, um, in terms of just your your work, you're actually still like fully in the job, you know, in the working scene then. Yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I work on Mara full time, I would say. But then I do all of my influencer work usually on the weekends when I have to create content or whatever that is. And then for, you know, stories or brands, I, I see oversee a place called Main Addicts, which is Jen Atkins' um, editorial site. She's the founder of Way. And so I oversee the editorial content for that website. So I work on them with uh, on Tuesdays, which is the only day I'm really off on Mara. Um, but then, yeah, I do all the other work on the weekends. So it just never stops. Wow. Wow. That's I'm, I'm so impressed right now. That's why you hear me just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. One day I'll, I'll get to work for Mara. It's someday soon. One day I'll get to work for my own brand. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm on it full time, but one day I'll pay myself out of Mara. I think it'll be, it's the 2021 kind of goal, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I, I wish you nothing but the best. You. you know, I really do. You guys, are, I mean, what you're doing is amazing. It's so cool. It's just so cool. And honestly, I wanted to say this as, as childish as, as it may sound, your line is the first line that reminds me of like mermaids. Yes. Like I was born in 86. So you know what I mean? I grew up with the whole like era of loving mermaids and whatnot. And, you know, I just, I love it. I love your line because of what it evokes. Thank you. I mean, I think in the end of the day too, like that was kind of not mermaids per se, but like that kind of like nostalgia, the idea for the blue color, obviously it's inspired by the sea, but yeah. it's also inspired by this perfume that I was obsessed with in the eighties called Navy. Um, oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. My dad gave me like this little travel size Navy perfume. I forget why, like it probably for him, he probably just gave it to me just because he had extra stuff. Um, <laughs> but I was like obsessed with it. It was like this little round, um, like round, almost like ovally round component. It was tiny, like a travel size. I actually still have it. Um, so that was kind of like the inspiration. So like that 80s kind of navy color with mermaid, like all that was kind of a, a point of inspo. Yeah, it was kind of your little, your palette. Yeah. Your beginning palette. That's amazing. Um, okay, so I have a question. And this is, this I think is the most interesting thing to me that I found about your brand. You guys have some sort of a um, a powder, or I'm guessing it's a beauty supplement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how did you, how did you transition from like, you know, topical skincare to this, it, you know what I mean? How, what was that like process? Tell us all about yeah, that. Yeah, I told my, our like, our customers, like, surprise, like I have an ingestible now. <laughs> The yeah, kind of left yeah. field. Um, it actually, I, I thought of the idea right at the start of COVID when we were all given the stay at home order. Um, I am someone who's always been very into wellness and I love, I really believe that glowing skin starts from what you eat what and you put in, yeah, glowing skin starts within. It's kind of the tagline for the product, but you know, we can give you all these amazing topical ingredients for your face, but if you're treating your insides like shit, you know, you're not going to have skin. Yeah. So um, I really started with like, okay, what am I drawn to right now? And this was, again, at the start of COVID, everyone was really focusing on immunity boosting, which um, vitamin C is so great for that. And I was taking this like crazy huge vitamin C capsule twice a day. And I don't like taking capsules, honestly. Capsules, I, I just feel like that's an extra step for your body to do to get the get the ingredients. So I prefer powders, yeah. um, honestly. But I was taking this vitamin C capsule. And I was thinking of the marketing plan for the C vitamin C serum that we were going to launch in August. And I had to really rethink like, okay, if the stay at home order goes through August, which it's October, November, whatever, and it's uh, still here. So 
I, I was right. No, I don't think it's I don't going anywhere. Anywhere. So, <laughs> But back in March, I was like, okay, if we're going to be doing this, how am I going to launch this product? So I thought like, why don't we take the C vitamin C serum and make it into an ingestible because it has all of the bones of an amazing wellness product. It has vitamin yeah. C is the kind of core of it. It has Moringa, which is amazing for detoxifying the body, 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants. It's incredible for you. Um, Wow. It has a beautiful sea story like chlorella and spirulina, which are amazing algae that people already take as an ingestible. And then it has reishi and ginseng, which are calming adaptogens that really help balance stress levels. So these are anything with ginseng is amazing. amazing. I love that. So all of these were in the C vitamin C serum. So I'm like, let's just translate this and make it into an ingestible. So started on this journey. You know, it's when you when you learn to manufacture and create products. I think the process is pretty similar. You go through, you find a lab that that has your same vision, which is the hardest part. And then you go through rounds of testing and then you produce. And so um, I did that. You know, it was a new experience doing an ingestible, but I found a place here in California that had my same vision. And so worked with them to create this product and I love it. I'm obsessed. I take it every day. Um, I need to we'll try it. I, I saw it and I was like, I need to Yeah, try we'll it. get you that. We actually have that in stock, which is great because it's new. Um, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But, I would love but that. But it's amazing. You know, it's been really fun to see our consumer, you know, tr- try this out. And I, there are brands that have done this before us, like Goop and Moon Juice. So I don't think that we're reinventing the wheel. But I think that this ingestible per se is different than what's out there because it really translates a skincare product into an ingestible. Um, and they echo each other. So I think that was a new well, the thing I want to, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but the thing I find to be so, that really drew me to that, right, is I have, so I have um, some thyroid problems. So one of the um, products I use is made by this amazing endocrinologist and her powders and her products are like, you know what I mean? Like they're very, very organic and stuff. So it, it reminded me of a very well-crafted ingestible when I first saw it because the powder, for, you know, it just looked like something that you really, you know, like you can't really take everything in capsule. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like when people put things in capsule for me as just somebody with a science background, I don't, I don't, I'm not drawn to it. I mean, I'm not drawn to that because I don't know what's in your capsule and powdered form. I think I have my own reasons scientifically, but what I'm trying to say is that there are so many, um, you know, doctor established, you know, in brands that are for supplements that prefer that as well so it really drew me to that when I first saw it then and I figured you know I'm sure she's got a whole process behind this so that's amazing and um so you had to go to another lab yeah right so you had to like go to a whole different area yeah I vetted maybe like six or seven in the cat luckily California is a big you know formulation and manufacturing hub so there are a lot of places that you can kind of look around here obviously I couldn't go in person I usually in non-COVID era, I always like to go see the facility before I work with someone. Um, this yeah. place was a little different because I actually use a custom lab to formulate the Mara skincare, and then I have to find a separate contract manufacturer. But for this one, I found a contract manufacturer that also has an in-house formulation team. And so, and they had worked on some products that I was impressed with in the past. And so, um, yeah, I, I found them and it was totally different than doing the skincare, obviously. But in doing the ingestible, like you said, it was important to not have those veggie caps. Cause I read like your science, you do science. And like, I read a, a whole yeah. thing that when they opened up a cadaver, they saw all of these mm-hmm. like veggie capsules that were like undead in the gut. Yeah. Like that is yeah. disgusting. 
it's disgusting right yeah no that's that's exactly what i meant because so yeah i have a medical background and i've like i know how things digest and digesting a capsule is like a lot harder than people realize and especially if they're not using the right like you know what i mean the coating for Mm -hmm. the capsule is basically like plastic sometimes like you're just your body is not made to digest that so yeah that so that was like obviously the reason why we didn't do the capsule and then I'm not sure if you're like super into wellness, but like when I was making my smoothies, I would put like, you know, some ashwagandha or maca or, reishi or you know, whatever I was feeling that day. And I would put that all together from all these different little jars of different brands that I had purchased or chlorella or spirulina. And I'm like, why don't we just kind of make this a blend and kind of turn into that? So that was the idea behind it. And we're really excited. I, I want to do another ingestible. I've, I've had a really fun time with this process and our customer seems to like it so far so yeah so that's that's what I was gonna ask you is what the feedback has been you know since you yeah it's been good and the thing with an ingestible which is something that I find myself struggling with too when I'm asked to tell people like okay so how is it it's like ingestibles take time to work you know you're you won't notice (laughs) like tomorrow you know okay I took this yesterday is my skin gonna be glowing more it's like no the one, it's like, you know, digested into the body, goes into the bloodstream. It's then continually giving your bloodstream all of these delicious ingredients that ultimately will make your your exterior more healthy looking, right? Um, exactly, exactly. That's a whole yeah, so I think too. that I just feel a little bit perkier when I, when I have it in the morning because it does have that nice jolt of vitamin C, but no jitteriness, of course. Um, but yeah, like ingestibles are fun. And I've, I've now been having this one for... When did I get the final batch? I've probably been taking it since June and I do like, I'm pretty consistent with it. I probably take it almost every day, maybe five days a week. I forget a few days. Um, and I do notice like better skin, overall bouncier skin, glowing skin. And it's only the only thing I really changed. So. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I love that, that you were bold enough to kind of expand, you know what I mean? Like your industry. That's that. I think that's very, very difficult. And it's a challenge to do something where, you know, you're, you're doing something right. And then be like, wait a minute, let's just completely do a 180 kind of thing. You know, you didn't do a 180, but it's like, yeah, a really it is. So, yeah. So, okay. I have a question for all of our listeners and a lot of our listeners are people who really are into skincare or they want to start their own line or something. So like, I just want to know if there's any information you can uh, provide about if you have something that you want to get noticed by a big publication or somebody that, you know, you want to like networking Mm -hmm. really. Right. So like, how do, how do you go about networking in this space? Like in this specific industry, Um, if you had to like give a small talk or something, what would you say to people? That's a great question. So any sort of path when it comes to networking, it's not like a one size fits all. And I think that everyone's unique kind of story is what plays into this. But for me, because I worked in media before, I did have a direct connection to a lot of editors and influencers. And so that was, um, I think, something that really helped Mara in the beginning because I had had these amazing women on my show when I was a host, um, all sorts of different influencers and editors, and I'd met them at events and networking things. So I did have access to that, which was integral to the growth, but you don't need that necessarily. I think creating a dialogue with your, with your people on Instagram or on social is an amazing way to get started. You know, with, you got to feed the beast. And so these beauty editors are always looking for the next cool thing to feature. So they want to like your brand. I think that we forget that like, Yes, you do want to impress them and getting their attention is important, but they need you just as much. You know, they need to create clicks and have new things to write about. So 
I think if you think of it, it as more of a two-way relationship, they're, they'll be excited yeah. to meet you. So don't be scared to reach out. I think people are scared to reach out, but also don't be annoying. <laughs> it's that landline, right? Like yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've been told no, being told no is a major part of this process. Like you have to be pretty thick skinned. Like I get told no all the time, even though our brand is a lot of places, I still get told no by different retailers literally on the daily basis. So you have to have thick skin. You have to believe in your product. You, you're going to be told no. We weren't even in like a Vogue or an Allure for the first year of being out. It took a while. Like it's not going to happen overnight. You need to really foster those relationships. You're going to have to send a lot of free product out. That part sucks. And it's definitely a cost hit for you, but it's worth it. Um, you want to keep your brand top of mind to those editors without being, without oversaturating it. Like you don't want to send them right. too much stuff either. You know, you don't want it to be, end up in like a giveaway or, you know, yeah. Like you don't want like, over, um, yeah, exactly. but you want to keep reminding them of like your brand. So if that means you know, sending the same editor, like three bottles of your, you know, she loves the universal face oil, but she hasn't featured it yet. She requested again, send it to her again, you know, don't be like, Hey, well, you didn't, you didn't write about it. Cause you just never know. Maybe there wasn't a fit for it at the time, or maybe her her boss wanted to include a different product in that same category. So it's all about kind of, mature, you know, really, really massaging these relationships because one day it just clicks. You know, I remember wanting to get yeah. Vogue for so yeah. long, and it happened. It actually only happened this year with our cleansing oil, and now we've been in Vogue like I think four or five times since then. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Lore was like on my vision board, like every year we've been out since 2018. So this is our second year, um, full year. Um, you guys are still so young though. That's an amazing, amazing accomplishment. Thank you. I mean, (laughs) but just even give an example, like for our cleansing oil in January, the launch feature was by a brand called elite daily. They're an amazing, um, website, but I really wanted an allure, Mm -hmm exclusive launch feature like that to me was really going to show everyone that we are serious we're here to stay we're like a serious brand and lo and behold um allure did the launch exclusive on the vitamin c product so it just takes time you know yeah patience is a virtue truly that's that's amazing allison oh my gosh so okay one more question one more question what is next What's next? I mean, so many things. I mean, right now, I think that we're really known for our oils, but we won't stay in the oil category forever. So we will be introducing some water-based formulas down the line. Um, I'm working on some new products right now, but we have a pretty awesome lineup for 2021. So I can't give too many details, but we will be doing something um, new for us. Definitely new skincare category. And then I do see us getting more into ingestibles and the body. So working on body products um, and eventually maybe color cosmetics. I've always wanted to do um, color cosmetics, but that's definitely far down the line. Yeah. That's so amazing. Wow. You have quite a lot on your, on your, yeah, I I love vision boards, but also it's a lot, but simplified. Like we don't launch so many skincare products. It really is kind of like your core capsule collection. So I think we'll be represented in like every major act, major active category that I feel is really important to skin. So, you know, an AHA or lactic moment will definitely happen for us. Um, probably some sort of moisturizer at some point, some sort of acne, acne focused heart, uh, product will be on the radar too. Like those types of things. That's amazing. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward Thank to you. all of that. 
I'm actually looking forward to trying everything you have right now. So I'm going to go back and like, look at what you've got. And this is amazing. This was so lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know the listeners really appreciate all of this. Like, you know, it's kind of like a look inside of an industry, you know, that's what my goal is with skincare anarchy. So all the information you gave. Of course. So Thank you for having me. And, and if you guys ever want to ask me like a question or anything, I, I'm either me or Katie on my team are managing the socials. So if you're DMing us, it's a good chance I'm responding. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, that's so cool. yeah. But if you say like, Hey, Allison, I'll make Katie will always uh, make sure that I see that one. So. That's awesome. Well, thank you again, and congratulations again on all of your accomplishments. Um, hopefully, um, I'm going to cross my fingers. We can have you on again, maybe yeah. on your next product yeah. launch. Sure. You know, if you're yeah, 2021, <laughs> Q1. So sometime in that realm. We're still waiting for our components timeline. But yeah, I would love that. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. That's, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Allison. And I will talk right. to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I'm so excited that we are into season three. If you've listened to this episode, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed interviewing Allison. It would mean so much to Farheen and I if you could go onto iTunes or Spotify or any platform that you're listening to us on and just give us a five-star rating and maybe a review if you'd like. It really helps us out and it helps us bring you great content every single episode. We love you so much and thank you so much for helping us grow skincare anarchy to what it is right now and hopefully much bigger in the future talk to you guys next time